Close your eyes and imagine Thanksgiving turkey stuffing. Can you smell the warm, rich aroma? Chances are, that delicious smell comes from sage. Thousands of years before the pilgrims stuffed the first Thanksgiving turkey, people all over the world were celebrating the healing powers of this aromatic herb. The genus name for sage, salvia, comes from the Latin word meaning to heal. Down through history, sage has been used to treat so many maladies that it gained a reputation as a panacea, prompting herb expert Dr. Varro E. Tyler to write, quote, If one consults enough herbals, every sickness known to humanity will be listed as being cured by sage, end quote. Sage is no cure-all, but research shows that this herb has some high value value as an antiperspirant, preservative, wound treatment, and digestive aid. If you want to learn more about the healing history and medicinal benefits of sage, listen to the rest of this wonderful episode. Thank you so much for listening to Path of a Greenwich podcast. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Salvia officinalis is the scientific name for sage. The common names are garden sage, meadow sage, Spanish sage, Greek sage, and Dalmatian sage. Generally, we use the leaves of the sage plant in herbalism and for culinary purposes. Sage is a classic seasoning herb for poultry. Sage is highly aromatic, and it's a shrubby perennial plant that is native to the northern Mediterranean coast. The genus name salvia comes from the Latin salvare, meaning to be saved or to be healed. Before I get into the healing history of sage, I want to point out a few safety factors that you might want to keep in mind. The medical literature contains a few reports of inflammation of the lips and lining of the mouth associated with ingestion of sage tea. Sage contains relatively high levels of a toxic chemical called thujone. In large amounts, thujone causes a variety of symptoms that culminate in convulsions. The heat used in preparing a sage infusion eliminates much of the thujone, so the risk from consuming recommended amounts of an infusion is negligible. But concentrated sage oil is toxic and should not be ingested. The amount of sage consumed as a culinary herb is safe, but avoid larger amounts of sage because of thujones present in the essential oil. Do not exceed recommended dosages. Alcohol extracts of sage are higher in thujone than those made with water, so the alcohol extracts should not be used internally for more than one to two weeks. A tincture diluted in water and used as a rinse or gargle is pretty safe, but do not use sage internally during pregnancy. 
Thujone is a monoterpene ketone that's naturally found in varying quantities in several different plants, like Salvia officinalis, which is sage. Thujone is a major component of the notoriously famous absinthe drink, and yes, Thujone is neurotoxic. Thujone blocks a receptor known as GABA-A, which has been linked to a form of epilepsy. Under normal conditions, GABA-A inhibits the firing of brain cells by regulating the flux of chloride ions in them. By essentially blocking the blocker, Thujone allows the brain cells to fire at will, and this is how it could lead to seizures. So like I said, sage does have Thujones in it, but if you're just drinking sage tea or using sage sage as a culinary herb, it's considered safe. You should never consume the essential oil because the concentration of thujone is too high in the essential oil. Even though we think of sage as a generally safe culinary herb, you have to be careful with it if you're using it in medicinal amounts. Sage appears in the FDA list of herbs generally regarded as safe. For adults who are not pregnant or nursing, sage is considered safe when used in amounts typically recommended. You should take medicinal amounts of sage only in consultation with your doctor. If sage causes minor discomfort such as lip or mouth inflammation, reduce the dosage or stop using it altogether. Let your doctor know if you experience any unpleasant effects or if your symptoms do not improve significantly within two weeks. Sage was sacred to the ancient Romans and Greeks. They believed it imparted wisdom and mental acuity. The Romans gathered the herb in a solemn ceremony that involved using a knife not made of iron because sage reacts with iron salts. For many centuries, sage has also been linked with good health and long life. The 18th century herbalist John Evelyn took that one step further, writing that sage, quote, tis a plant endued with so many wonderful properties as that the assiduous use of it is said to render men immortal, end quote. Medicinally, sage has played a role in many healing traditions. The ancient Egyptians believed sage could increase fertility. The Greeks drank preparations of sage to ease coughing and respiratory infections. In India, herbal healers gave patients sage to reduce soreness of the mouth and throat and to relieve indigestion. The Romans probably introduced sage to much of Europe and England, where it has been planted in herb and kitchen gardens since medieval times. Herbals written during the Middle Ages record that sage was used for a wide variety of ailments. In fact, the French called sage tout bon, meaning all is well. Sage was prescribed for coughs, colds, and headaches, as well as to purify the blood and aid conception. Sage leaves were also chewed to whiten yellowing teeth. Today, sage-based natural deodorants are sold at most health food stores since sage can reduce perspiration. Many natural mouthwashes contain sage as it kills bacteria responsible for gum disease. Modern herbal practitioners recommend sage for coughs, colds, and bronchitis. Hot sage tea can soothe sore throats and tonsillitis. Sage is also taken for gastrointestinal disorders and menopausal symptoms and also to slow dementia. Sage's delicate blue-violet flowers and coarse woolly gray-green leaves have been used medicinally for millennia. Between 50 and 70 AD, Greek physician Dioscorides writes of sage's use in 
stopping bleeding and wounds. And then in 1597, English herbalist John Gerard described sage as being good for the head and brain. In the 17th century, Salvia officinalis was introduced to North America. And in 1772, the virtues of British herbs credits regular intake of sage with living to advanced age. The ancient Greeks and Romans first used sage as a meat preservative. They also believed that like another powerful preservative, rosemary, sage could help enhance memory. But sage gained a much broader medicinal reputation. The Roman naturalist Pliny prescribed sage for snake bites, epilepsy, intestinal worms, chest ailments, and menstruation promotion. The Greek physician Dioscorides considered it a diuretic and menstruation promoter and recommended sage leaves as bandages for wounds. Around the 10th century, Arab physicians believed that sage extended life to the point of immortality. After the Crusades, this belief showed up in Europe, where students at the medieval world's most prestigious medical school in Salerno, Italy, cited, quote, why should a man die who grows sage in his garden, end quote. The same thought evolved into a medieval English proverb, quote, he that would live for a must eat sage in May, end quote. The French called sage tout bon, meaning all is well, and had their own adage, quote, sage helps the nerves, and by its powerful might, palsy is cured and fever put to flight. End quote. Charlemagne ordered sage grown in the medicinal herb gardens on his imperial farms. The knight's tale in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales echoed the ancient use of sage as a treatment for wounds, quote, to use on wounds and broken arms, sage they drink, end quote. Around the year 1000, an Icelandic herbal recommended sage for bladder infections and kidney stones. The 12th century German abbess slash herbalist Hildegard of Bingen prescribed sage for headache and gastrointestinal and respiratory ailments from the common cold to tuberculosis. During the 16th century, Dutch explorers introduced sage to the Chinese who prized the herb so highly that they gladly traded three pounds of their own tea for each pound of the new European healer. Chinese physicians used sage to treat insomnia, depression, gastrointestinal distress, mental illness, menstrual complaints, and nipple inflammation or mastitis in nursing mothers. India's traditional Ayurvedic physicians used Indian sage similarly. They also prescribed it for hemorrhoids, gonorrhea, vaginitis, and eye disorders. 16th century British herbalist John Gerard called sage, quote, singularly good for the head and brain. It quicketh the senses and memory, strengtheneth the sinews, restoreth health to those who have palsy, and taketh away shaky trembling of the members, end quote. In the 17th century, English herbalist Nicholas Culpepper seconded Gerard and recommended sage, quote, boiled in water or wine to wash sore mouths and throats, cankers, or the secret parts, genitals, of man or woman. Colonists introduced sage into North America where it was widely used by folk healers to treat insomnia, epilepsy, measles, sickness, and intestinal worms. America's 19th century eclectic physicians, who were the forerunners of today's naturopathy, 
homeopaths used sage primarily to treat fever. They also prescribed sage poultices for arthritis and the tea as, quote, a valuable anaphrodisiac or sexual depressant to check excessive venereal desires used in connection with moral and other aids if necessary, end quote. So the eclectics were basically using sage to suppress sexual desires. As late as the 1920s, U.S. medical texts recommended sage tea as a gargle for sore throat and sage leaf poultices for sprains and swellings. Modern herbalists recommend sage as an external treatment for wounds and insect bites, as a gargle for bleeding gums, sore throat, laryngitis, and tonsillitis, and as an infusion to reduce perspiration, terminate milk production, and relieve dizziness, depression, menstrual irregularity, and intestinal upsets. So as you can see, sage has been used historically as an herbal medicine all around the world. I've already mentioned some of the ways sage has been used historically for medicinal purposes. Now I want to get into some current therapeutic uses of sage. People who understand herbalism generally use sage for sore throat, colds and coughs, memory, menopause, and excessive sweating. Sage is also recommended for wounds, digestive problems, and women's health concerns. Sage is said to clear the mind and improve memory. In fact, there may be a link between sage and the mind. Researchers have shown that the essential oil of salvia officinalis inhibits acetylcholine sterase, which is an enzyme targeted by Alzheimer's drugs. Animal studies and human trials suggest sage may improve mood and cognition in both healthy adults and those with Alzheimer's dementia. Sage tea has long been used as a remedy for sore throats, often being used as a gargle, as well as for coughs and colds. Science has confirmed that sage is highly effective for relieving sore throat. Sage contains astringent tannins, which account for its traditional use in treating canker sores, bleeding gums, and sore throat. In Germany, where herbal healing is more mainstream than in the United States, physicians recommend a hot sage gargle for sore throat and tonsillitis. One clinical trial of 286 people with acute sore throat found a 15% sage spray given over a period of three days to be superior to placebo spray for relief of symptoms. In fact, symptom relief occurred within two hours of the first treatment. Similar results were found when an echinacea and sage spray was compared with a chlorhexidine lidocaine spray in 154 patients who had acute sore throat. Germany's health authorities approve the use of sage as a treatment for excessive sweating based on traditional use and human studies. Several studies show that sage cuts perspiration by as much as 50%, with the maximum effect occurring two hours after ingestion. This effect helps explain how sage developed a reputation for treating fever, which causes profuse sweating, and for drying up mother's milk. Today, a sage-based antiperspirant, Salisat, is marketed in Germany. In addition, Commission E, which is the expert panel that evaluates herbal medicines for the German counterpart of the FDA, they actually approve sage infusion as a treatment for excessive perspiration. Sage may also have weak estrogenic properties, which may explain why it has been used to relieve night sweats associated with menopause. As an antispasmodic, sage should theoretically calm the uterus. Some studies suggest, however, that sage oil 
may actually stimulate the uterus instead. This might explain its traditional role in menstruation promotion. Pregnant women should not take medicinal dosages of sage, but other women might try it to bring on their periods. An eight-week study found that one gram of fresh sage was superior to placebo for relieving night sweats. Sage is often included in combination with other herbs designed to relieve hot flashes and night sweats and to improve memory and mood. Sage has been used to aid digestion, stimulate digestive enzymes, and alleviate intestinal cramping. This is why sage is often used with beans or other gas-producing foods. Like most culinary spices, sage helps relax the smooth muscle lining the digestive tract. This is what gives sage the action of being an antispasmodic. This property lends support to sage's traditional role in relieving gastrointestinal complaints. Germany's Commission E approved sage as a treatment for indigestion. Sage also exhibits antibacterial activity which may explain its use for gastroenteritis or for other minor gastrointestinal infections. I mentioned that sage is used to treat wounds. In laboratory studies, sage is active against several infection-causing bacteria, and this finding lends some credence to sage's age-old use in treating wounds. Modern physicians would not recommend bandaging wounds with sage leaves like Dioscorides did, but you can use the fresh leaves as a garden first aid for minor wounds. Sage can also be helpful in preventing food poisoning. Meats spoil in part because their fats turn rancid or oxidized, and just like rosemary, sage contains powerful antioxidants which are known to slow spoilage. The antioxidants in sage are comparable to the commercial preservatives BHA and BHT. This supports sage's traditional use as a preservative. Sage's preservative action may help prevent food poisoning on your next picnic. Mix it generously into hamburger meat and tuna, pasta, and potato salads. One German study found that sage reduces blood sugar, or glucose, levels in people with diabetes who drink the infusion on an empty stomach. Diabetes is a serious condition that requires professional care. If you'd like to include sage in your overall management plan, you should discuss this with your doctor. Next, I'm going to get into how to use sage and the prescription recommendations, and then finally, I will get into the growing habits and some herbal magic for sage. If you're simply using sage as a garden first aid, you can crush some fresh leaves and put them onto the cut or scrape until you can thoroughly wash and bandage it. For an infusion to settle the stomach or possibly to help manage diabetes, use 1-2 to two teaspoons of dried leaves per cup of boiling water. Steep for 10 minutes, then strain. Drink up to 3 cups daily. The infusion may also be used as a gargle. Sage tastes warm, pleasantly aromatic, and somewhat pungent. As a homemade tincture, take half to one teaspoon up to three times a day. This may help reduce wetness if you perspire a lot. When using commercial preparations, follow the package directions. Do not give medicinal doses of sage to children under two. And for older children and adults over the age of 65, start with a low-strength preparation and increase the strength if you need to. You can make a tea or capsules or even a tincture out of sage. 
To make a tea, just steep one teaspoon of chopped sage in one cup of water for 10 minutes. Strain it, and then you can drink it or use it as a gargle for your sore throat. You can make capsules of 500 milligrams of sage leaf that can be taken twice a day. You can also take a tincture, 2 milliliters, twice a day, or follow the manufacturer's recommendation. A tincture of 5 milliliters can be added to one cup of water and used as a gargle three times per day. Making a homemade tincture is very simple. Tinctures are extracts that are made with alcohol instead of water. They are highly concentrated, so they're more portable than infusions or decoctions or even the herbs themselves. They also remain potent for longer, up to several years. To make tinctures, commercial manufacturers typically use pure grain alcohol, which is 198 proof. But home tincture makers can use 100 proof vodka or brandy. Vodka tends to be less expensive. The standard tincture recipe calls for one ounce of powdered dried herbs steeped in five ounces of distilled spirits for six weeks. If you'd like to make your own homemade tincture, please keep in mind the safety precautions regarding thujones that I mentioned when you're making highly concentrated extracts of sage. You do need to be more careful, but if you'd like to make your own homemade sage tincture, it should be pretty easy. You just need about six weeks to allow the extraction to take place. Here's a recipe for sage gargle. Combine one ounce of dried sage leaves and one ounce of dried thyme leaves in a coffee grinder. Grind the herbs and place them in a quart mason jar. Cover with 16 ounces of apple cider vinegar. Stir and close the jar with a tight-fitting lid. Let it sit for 14 days, shaking periodically. Strain it and put it in a dark-colored bottle. This mouthwash can be safely used for sore throats or also to freshen your breath. Common garden sage is a member of the largest genus in the mint family. There are 800 to 900 species of salvia. Most are found in the subtropics and tropics of the New World. Among this great pool of genetic diversity, only one species, Salvia officinalis, is found in every kitchen spice rack and nearly every herb garden. As the species name officinalis signifies, it was once the official sage of the apothecary shop. Sage is a perennial shrub growing to about two feet in height. The erect, branched stems have dense, entangled woolly hairs that give it a silver-gray appearance. Opposite on short stalks, the three-inch leaves are greenish-blue above with crinkled veins. Beneath, the leaves are white and hairy. The attractive flowers are about an inch long and tall and usually blue to violet, but they may also be pink or white. Common garden sage is native to dry rocky soils, stony slopes, and dry grasslands from northern and central Spain, east through southern France, to the Balkan Peninsula. There, it is abundant in coastal mountain ranges in Albania, Montenegro, and Croatia. The common name sage is applied to many plants, often with a qualifying term. Some sage found in world markets is not Salvia officinalis, but Salvia fruitiosa. When sage is harvested from the wild in Eastern Europe, proper identification is important because Salvia fruticosa has higher levels of the toxic substance thujone in its essential oil. Sage is propagated from seeds or cuttings. If if it's grown from seeds, the resulting plants are highly variable. Germination
propagation is also sporadic. Sage is best propagated from new growth stem cuttings taken from the plant's base, then dipped in a rooting hormone to stimulate growth and placed in coarse sand. Before planting outside, young plants should be grown in a protected situation until they become vigorous. Plants should be given a two-foot spacing. Sage likes a loose, well-drained soil without too much moisture. Even though sage is widely cultivated as a garden herb, the majority of the world's sage supply is wild harvested in coastal mountains in Croatia, Montenegro, and Albania. Sage is not related to the West's sagebrush. Sagebrush was given its name because of its vaguely sage-like aroma. Sage grows well in almost any soil, but it requires good drainage and full sun. You have to water them well until the plants have become established, and then they require much less water. Sage plants should be replaced every three or four years because the plants become woody and less productive. If your winter temperatures fall below zero, mulch your sage in the fall. You can harvest the leaves before the flower buds open by cutting the plant back to four inches above ground. Discard the stems and leaf stalks, dry the herb, then store it in airtight containers. Sage is a member of the mint family and can be utilized as a spice, an herb, a tea, or burned as a smudge stick, depending on your needs. Sage serves many medicinal functions. It's most widely recognized for promoting mental clarity and possibly longevity. It's a diuretic, a topical anesthetic, an antiseptic, and a stipic, meaning that it can stop bleeding. Cold sage tea, sipped in small doses through the day, is a traditional remedy for menopausal symptoms such as sweating, hot flashes, and headache. Plant witches and other herbalists have known and understood sage's value for centuries. Modern medicine is still catching up, though. Recent clinical studies have been focused on the positive effects of sage on mental functioning in humans. Now let's get into some of the magical uses of sage. Sage is ruled by the planet Jupiter. It's associated with the element air and with the powers of immortality, longevity, wisdom, protection, and wishes. Sage has been utilized to ensure a long life sometimes even immortality. This is done by eating some of the plant every day, or at least in May, for he who would live for A must eat sage in May. Sage is carried to promote wisdom, and the leaves are used in countless healing and money spells. To guard yourself against contracting the dreaded evil eye, wear a small horn filled with sage. There are a few curious gardening tips concerning sage. First, it is bad luck to plant sage in your own garden a stranger should be found to do the work. Second, a full bed of sage brings bad luck, so ensure that some other plants are planted in the same plot. And incidentally, toads seem to love sage. If you desire to make a wish come true, write it on a sage leaf and hide it beneath your pillow. For three nights, sleep on it. If once you dream of what you desire, your wish will be materialized. If not, bury the sage in the ground so that you do not come to harm. From the first millennium, Sage has been cultivated with intention. Its name means salvation. Sage is used for cleansing magical tools and spaces. It is useful for invoking spiritual purity and for grounding and centering before any magical endeavor. Varieties of sage have been dried and combined with other herbs such as cedar or sweetgrass and used by indigenous Americans in the sacred smudging ceremony for hundreds of years. This practice has been widely adopted 
accepted by many neo-pagan practitioners and witches. Sage is also used by modern witches in fertility magic and for invoking luck and prosperity. Sage has a long history, recorded as far back as the Egyptians for use in a wide variety of medicinal and magical ways. There's a reason it's called sage advice. Sage has long been associated with wisdom and determination. Sage helps you find clear answers to even the most difficult of questions. Sage is a truth seeker and will assist you to find purpose and uncover secrets. She is also a powerful tool for both physical and spiritual healing. Sage is sacred. She comes with infinite wisdom and her messages are unique to every single person she works with. She can provide you with anything from ancestral connection to deep spiritual healing. Sage asks that you take the time to work with her to experience something special and unique, something you could never have anywhere else. Dreaming of sage is rare, but if you are in need of healing or you wish to clear sadness from your home or from yourself, invite her in and ask that she bring her healing powers into your spirit. Sage is an herb with a long history of healing use. Sage will bring you wise counsel. Its very name speaks of wisdom and healing. Sage also speaks of all things domestic and the virtues thereof. White sage, historically and traditionally used ceremonially by Native American people in smudging ceremonies, is in danger due to overcollection. Common sage is a suitable stand-in for this purpose, and it's best if you've grown it yourself. When sage blossoms in your garden, it beckons hummingbirds to join. Sage is used to ease grief from the loss of a loved one. It's also used to promote health and longevity, and to grant wisdom, protection, and wishes. You can include sage in sympathy arrangements for comfort and healing. Mix dried sprigs and leaves into potpourris for its cleansing energies. Burn a black candle dressed with sage essential oil for cleansing negative energies from your home. Create an infusion of sage water. You can sprinkle it with a sage sprig anywhere protection from evil energy is needed. With sheath of sage, I do entreat the wisdom I do need to sift the seeds of want and need for that which I desire and heed the universal truth that less is more indeed. I hope you found this episode about sage informative. Thank you very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast. I need to thank the supporters of Path of a Green Witch podcast for helping me get to episode 100. My amazing supporters are Nicole Mims, Tori Postgold, Jason Holt, John Shields, Jamie L. Spencer, and Ray. Your support really means the world to me. I am planning to increase the frequency of uploading episodes because I have so much herbalism information to share with you. I have been uploading episodes for almost two years with the help of my supporters. You can join my team of amazing supporters very easily with a small monthly donation. The link is in the description box of every episode. Just go to anchor.fm slash A-N-D-R-E-A 9559. My name is Andrea and it will mean so much to me if you become a supporter of Path of a Green Witch podcast. With your support, I am looking forward to reaching my next goal, episode number 500. <laughs>